Summer has started to settle in with its bleached blue skies and unforgiving heat. We are at the Upakanini community kitchen. The kitchen is quiet today. There will be no sounds of pots falling on stoves, of spoons hammering on pots, the sound of tap water splashing on plates and pans. As co-researchers, we are still reflecting on the kitchen research process which we undertook in collaboration with our partner TMG Research Think Tank and academics from University of Cape Town to really deepen the question of what it takes to run a community kitchen. One of the key outcomes of the co-research is that community kitchens in Cape Town do not have enough resources to run in a way that is sustainable for both the kitchens and the women that run them. Donor fatigue is not just an Upakanini community kitchen problem. It is the problem of kitchens that are running in Guguletu, Bridgetown, Masipumelele, and Klapmats. In fact, 97% of these kitchens are run in people's homes. Another key outcome of this co-research was the need to deepen the work to look beyond the numbers. Here, the idea of a book was born. What would we call it? We asked. And the answer came. What's cooking? Adding critical feminism to the pot. This book would be a collection of stories from the women who are running community kitchens in Cape Town. It would tell the personal stories of these women through the lens of their work with food. Today I sit here with my colleagues Nomo Ndebutelezi and Tim Namateka, both of whom in different ways have been part of the co-research and are contributors to the upcoming book. We reflect upon a panel discussion that forms one of the key highlights to Food Agency Cape Town as a manifestation of our co-research to have a voice in a global platform and to the stories that will be carried by this book. Intercontinental hosted the African Book Festival in Berlin under the theme of Yesterday, Today, Tomorrow, curated by Lidudu Malingani. There we hosted a panel discussion under the title of the book, What's Cooking? Adding Critical Feminism to the Pot. Each of us here, including a dear colleague, Adelaide Cupido, who unfortunately could not join us, read a story that will form a part of the book. In that image of a pot cooking on a stove, let us dive right into the ingredients that make up this delicious plate of content we are dishing up today. Meet my colleagues. I am Nomonde Butelezi, passionately known as Nomonde B. I am a co-researcher. I am a land and food activist. I am very passionate about 
growing organic food. I'm passionate about community development, women and youth and children especially. I'm currently project coordinator for food agency Cape Town, also known as FACT. And before FACT, as an urban food grower, I was a co-researcher. I was involved in co-research. And then during the times of COVID, got very much to be active in the food space and in the land space. Another cap that I would introduce myself is I'm a food and land activist. That's how I also became involved with FACT. We do quite a lot of work in the community that our main activity is co-research. We do community dialogues, we do reading circles, and we work with the community kitchens. Then within the kitchens, working with the women in the kitchens, there are a lot of stories. And we're very curious about what drive the women in the kitchen. How do they carry on? How do they, you know, where do they get their passion from to keep on doing what they are doing? And then out of those stories, most of them would be around food. And then we started getting the women together. We all went on a writing retreat and we started developing stories and they were themed differently. So I also had the privilege of writing a story. My theme specifically wasn't really a story about kitchen. It was more more of a biography on to a little bit about myself, who I am, how do I get to be doing the work that I am doing. <clears throat> so given the work that we are doing in the communities, it's a lot. Mm. And it takes so much out of you as a person. You work with people in the communities different characters, different people, and then you work with funders, you work with donors, and then we work with partners at the same time. So quite a lot of politics in there. It takes a lot of you as a person. So people always ask, how are you still standing? How are you still in the space? How do you do it? So my story was more a sneak preview into my personal life. What do I draw in order for me to be able to do this on a daily basis? It was the first time actually that I wrote a story like that and had to read it. I think so far I've only read it twice on a public platform. So that's what I read in Berlin as well. On a response on how do you do it? You know, how do you carry on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My name is Timna Matika. Umaleta Ike is Dukosam. I'm a writer. I co-researcher with Food Agency Cape Town. I'm also a youth facilitator. So being a young woman who was raised by women who continue to raise children in the community whether it's theirs or not theirs and also reflecting at my journey as a young woman the piece in the book it really talks about what women do with all their might even though they have or have not and how children receive it with me it was more of me being the woman who is also able to provide and also being a a child at home 
who also observes and witnesses what women go through and also experiences, because I am also a woman, what women go through to provide for their families and the extent which they go through to provide for their families, whether they have or have not. Um, it comes from the experience that I think most underprivileged people, children, women, men, can relate to when it comes to food in the household and how food gets to the household and how magical it can seem when, when the woman brings the food in the home and cooks simple food mm. so deliciously. And we're all grateful. However, we never know how this food got to the plate that we are eating. And I had to go and reflect at how this food gets to the plates and into our stomachs so that we are full and grateful. And me being a woman and understanding that I am also in that particular position whereby if push comes to shove, we cannot sleep on empty stomachs. Someone needs to provide so that everybody is fed and healthy in the home. It's those behind the scenes that happen for the food to come to the home. And it really hits home when the poem gets there because I, I've heard the stories that women told about them having to bring food to the table, having to being forced to bring food to the table, having to being looked to to bring food to the table and expected every day to bring food to the table with or without an income employed or unemployed the woman has to bring the food to the table and cook it and ensure that everybody is fed so it's those stories that we go to the significance of these stories of the women who are running community kitchens comes with this complexity there's the part where it's a heroic act to be responding to this crisis. It's an act that we can admire and applaud. But it's also seeing the reenactment of the cycle of women having to carry the burden of hunger. And yet there also exists this need to really document these processes in their most authentic voices possible and I think this is where this book comes in and this is where these stories come in. My name is Saneli Siwenyaba, affectionately known as Mimi. I am head of communications for food agency Cape Town. My story follows the theme of writing from the womb. 
it has been a passion of mine to bring the stories of women to life and especially my story my mother's story my grandmother's story and my great grandmother's stories and these are women who have influenced me directly or indirectly but also whose lives have come to me with such great fascination the title of the story is isiswenye isiswenye is an isixhosa word which refers to an indigenous agricultural practice wherein during a harvest there were some seeds that were put aside and saved for a later time whether eaten during a drought or planted for the next season and this is a practice that not only speaks to the way that indigenous cultures have thought about preserving and eating food in a way that thinks about tomorrow it also speaks to this idea and again it draws back to my story to this idea of how one generation can influence the next and influence the next how a seed that saved can be planted but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to feed people today but what about tomorrow in that sense i feel that adding critical feminism to the pot is also a seed and it's a seed that we are planting today and it's a seed whose soil we are tending that the next generation of women who read these stories will be inspired by them the trip to berlin that was just an experience on its own it was out of this world mm. first time for most of us factors first time for me to fly internationally yeah. we got there days before the festival it was chilled but i think the night before that's when the reality actually struck and we all started feeling butterflies and we all realized how much nervous we were um underneath the surface even though we were just playing as if no it's okay it's okay yeah. But on the actual day and having to sit on that couch, mm. that that's when the reality then struck. But the support from one another as we were sitting on that couch that really held us. And also thinking about the women that we carried, their stories that we carried to the festival, knowing that they are listening in. Because at the very same time, if you remember, they were doing a gender-based violence mm. course. So we were also in between the sessions, plugging in and connecting and hearing. You know, and we got to hear them sing the very same song that we sang on the platform. So that that connection, that support. So I think that was epic for everyone. Yeah. I would definitely say my highlight was meeting other South Africans, other Africans in Berlin. I work a lot with intersections and a lot part of it being the intersection of storytelling with food but here we were in another intersection we are with poets we are with writers we are with people who are thinking from different perspectives they are also black they are flourishing they are creating they are critiquing you realize that you are not challenging 
or in opposition of this unjust system alone. We're not working in silos. And I think that was for me the wildest realization getting to Berlin and being confronted with Africans who are from different parts of the world, who work in different parts of the world, and yet who whose home is South Africa, that forming connections in abstract spaces mm-hmm. that has never left me. That's the highlight for me in the context of the book, but in the context of, of the work as a whole, that we are part of a global conversation and movement that really wants to see change. I think um, telling stories from the entry point of food is, is something really global. It is a global conversation that is not, that is not engaged much because everybody has a story on food and their relationship with food which is what adding critical feminism to the pot opens up. It opens up a space for conversations on food. Speaking on the, the power of collective voice, and those stories coming together as a collective voice and a sense of unity from people who are concerned on multifaceted social issues around food is a really beautiful beginning. I could feel even the women's presence while we were at the panel discussion being entrusted to take those stories from Cape Town all the way to Berlin. speaking from different voices we are speaking in different tones different languages different parts of the world Mm -hmm. but there's a collective voice that's growing and dreaming underneath all of this and definitely this book is one of those voices in that collective speaking and saying hey read me listen to me be inspired by me you know Mm -hmm. be affected by me but change because of me as well. (laughs) In the spirit of what are we washing off and what are we dishing up, I want to explain again the importance and the significance of this image of washing off and dishing up. The question of what are we washing off comes from the wisdom that eating on a dirty plate of food is bad practice and that one must wash off the dirt before they receive a fresh plate of food.
And in this spirit then, I want to ask each of you, what are you dishing up? And what are you washing off through this book? I'll start with washing off, right? And so many stories of women in communities are are painted of as heroic deeds um, without really acknowledging their challenges and what it takes for them to be the women that they are, to hold and communities on their shoulders, to feed more than just their own families, but to feed communities. We often romanticize that and call these women superheroes, mm. superwomen, and we look at them like they're supposed to do that anyway because they have the means to do it sometimes, the strength to do it as well. I mean, means in most ways does not have to be financial means. If you have a heart big enough to feed nations, you will definitely feed nations with all your might. And that is actually what these women are doing. And there's a sense of over-romanticizing what they do, which overlooks their realities and their challenges, which is what I'm washing off in this context and in the context of telling real and raw, authentic stories of these women so that their stories are actually captured for what they are and not for what the world should perceive it as. Because really the realities of these women come from knowing that they don't have enough and they don't want everyone to go through the same plight, which is also giving from an empty cup. And what really fills those cups is the sweat of these women cooking every day for communities. And my question is always, but really, what do you get out of it if your sweat still is that which fills this cup that you still have to pour back to the community. I mentioned earlier that the women that we work with in the kitchen, they do so much work. It's very unseen labor, especially in the South African context, when it comes to support, one, by our local government, because they do the work that the government is supposed to be doing, helping and intervening in the community. At the same time, even from donors or other funders that are supporting these women there's a lot of frustration that comes with that but they keep on keeping on you know they wake up on a daily basis so I think what we were washing off was to for them to tell their own stories you know it's about time that we tell our own stories and not have other people tell our stories for us what I was dishing up however was to change the narrative you know to start doing things differently and for people to not have so many questions, to accept that we are doing what we are doing because we want to see change, we want to be part of change, we want to have a contribution in what is happening around us. I'm dishing up a new lens in the sense of, I want to be part of the conversation that you will be having about me if you deciding or if you would want to help for me and the community make me part of that make me part of the planning 
ask me what is it that you need how do you think i can help you do not decide for me what help you think i need half of the time we've seen historically in south africa it doesn't work so we are starting a new page let us plan together let us dream together let us co-create let us co-develop because the communities have solutions i believe that we do know what we want so what i'm dishing up is approach us talk about us with us make us part of the conversation let us come up with solutions together the unfairness of the system women having to carry this burden of hunger when it goes unnoticed and it goes undocumented and untold it becomes a kind of erasure to really get into this idea of what are we washing off and what are we dishing up what i'm washing off is definitely washing off that erasure of women's stories uh, by dishing up this book of a collection of stories by women which speaks to for me my lineage while we work towards bringing this book to life there are a great many questions that are still difficult to answer like how do we reconcile the different elements of this work as we go along that is the work that is happening in communities and drawing from the monday in how we can facilitate agency in the food systems in communities in cape town the research and the documentation of this work and the advocacy needed in order for these community kitchens to be recognized and supported as part of the response to the food crisis we hang tightly to the vision of a community kitchen wherein people can come eat learn be empowered to feel safe for the community and for those that are running there journey with us as we continue to build the bridge between community action and global impact we want to thank odobongo for gracing us with his beautiful voice we want to thank our partner tmg research think tank for supporting this work follow us on instagram facebook and twitter food agency cpt yeah